0: what's up guys welcome back to paper planes my name is paolo and uh it's just it's just paolo today um and this is flight number seven of paper planes like and subscribe rate five stars new discord follow our socials um yeah it's just me today so uh christian and Soyo are not able to make it to this episode um they're currently one of them's in florida one of them's in another country and so uh it's just me there was some miscommunication about the scheduling and so uh yeah i'm just looking at a screen god damn i'm oily um i'm just looking at a screen right now of just me and so this is just going to be an hour of me me talking um i do have some things planned i have like a couple things that i could recap back from uh 2023 that i can uh some wisdom i can give you guys uh but i think uh next week we should have soyo back um, it'll be a Soyo reunion. I can finally add him back to the hosted, hosted by Paolo, Christian, and Soyo, and so uh, we'll have him back. Hopefully, another guest as well, and Christian should be back. He's right now. He's with his fishy, and Soyo is. Uh, hopefully, he found a fishy out there. I hope he's doing all right. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's just me today. Fun fact: I've actually only missed one episode of the podcast and it was from season one and it was because uh i showed up to film and i had everything set up but someone close to me decided to do shrooms and then they turned off their location and then i had to go find them um and i just after i set up the camera i'm like yo i gotta go i got i got i got someone to find and they're like uh because they (laughs) because they don't know how to set up the they don't really know how to do the production side of things. <laughs> to be honest, the the workflow is kind of like I set up most of the equipment and then we film and then John helps on uh you know organize the wires and then uh yeah, I edit it and then I put all the shit away. I don't I do a, I got to get them to do more shit. <laughs> um but yeah today it's just me i have a couple reactions that i want to get into um i'm probably just gonna find some random video by cut let's unfuck up this table so <laughs> sorry if you guys uh are sick of my voice already i know i am it's been uh almost two years of me talking so i get it if you guys are like oh what the fuck just paulo ew So. <laughs> I tried I I'm trust me, I tried getting people on, um, but it's really busy right now because it's winter and everyone's going back to uh to school. So I don't know if I want to do the reaction first or if I wanna give these uh tidbits of knowledge first. So let's go we'll do five lessons that I learned in twenty twenty three and then five things I learned through dating apps. We'll go with the five lessons from twenty twenty three. So the first one is uh, more of like a framing for empathizing with people that are hard to empathize with. I had to use this for like after discovering um, a lot of shit about my family and things that I would have liked to not know but can't unknow. It's the the framework of if you lived their life, you'd probably be just like them. And by that, I mean um, when it comes to trying to understand and empathize with people, sometimes it's hard to do that from your perspective because you wouldn't make the same decisions that they would make if you were you, but you're not, you're not, you're not them. If that makes sense by that, I mean like if you lived through a person's circumstances, you were born with their genetics, their, their potential, their, their environment in life. If you grew up with all those factors, you'd probably make the same decisions and mistakes that they would make like sometimes I really don't understand when my family makes a certain decision and why they prioritize certain things over other things and um, I kind of came down to the conclusion that they just grew up differently and if I like literally lived their life saw things through their eyes did the things that they had to do to survive then I would probably just be exactly like them And so that's like, that's the first lesson that I kind of learned and like a framework that I try to use when I'm trying to empathize with people in life. Like maybe you're in like fucking traffic or something and you see someone like road raging over the, the smallest thing, but you're like, wow, that person's really like, you know, short tempered and they don't know how to handle their emotions. Maybe they hit the tipping point that day. Maybe like at home, they don't get respect or like privacy and like at work they're getting fucked over and like their car like one of their tires got blown out so they have to like pay it out of pocket and it's like not covered by their warranty and so it's just like a shitty week for them and then they're just like they're trying to keep it together someone cuts into their lane and they're just like fuck and then they just you know let the racial slurs fly um yeah so yeah, that's the that's framework I use to, like, empathize with people. Damn, I, I fucking talk a lot. Ever since we've gotten more guests on, I've had to learn how to, like, not comment on, like, every little thing because I have to switch cameras, and it gets fucking annoying if I have to switch switch to my camera just to say, like, one little thing. So I've gotten better at, like, just shutting up and letting people talk. That's, like, one, one little thing uh, that I've learned from having guests on the podcast. Oh shoot. One of the guests that I tried getting on were um some old childhood friends that we grew up with in uh in the, like uh, the Arizona Filipino community. Shout out if y'all motherfuckers are watching. I asked if they watched and they're like we've watched like too. And I'm like, "Damn." I also told them to comment on the last episode when they didn't. But I tried getting them on. Uh, I saw them at a party that we had at my house. If you guys remember like the last ep- episode or the last two episodes, two episodes prior, there was like a red backdrop back there. And I was doing, I was doing a bunch of shit. I was doing photo booth. I was DJing. I was taking videos. I was hosting. It was like a, that whole night was a fucking blur. Cause I was just running around doing everything. Everyone was calling my name. It was the most like needed I've felt. And then there's this, there's this really funny part where I had a performance too during um during the party and I sang a song for my mom and I was also cracking jokes as the MC and all that. And I remember a lot of the adults were like, Wow, I didn't know you were like, you know, not a loser and I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> They're like, You were so like shy and no one really wanted to talk to you and you know, you were just awkward. I'm like, oh, you could have left the last two parts out and you could have just said the first part, but I'll take it. And so that was a really backhanded way to say, like, oh, you, you've, you you know, gone out of your, you've come out of your shell a little bit. And I would agree. I think definitely uh, in my early 20s, once I left school and I had to, like, I went into, like, the real world, that's when I started developing, like, more extroverted qualities and i started just like being myself because i was just like fuck it this is like there's no point in me just not being me because no one really cares that's something that that you learn as you do more adult things is like no one gives a fuck because everyone's worried about their own shit that they're like why why would i give a fuck if he's like wearing shorts that go down to his ankles like no one cares um so that's that's the first that was like three lessons i mashed into one my second one is okay. This kind of, this kind of refers back to the first one a little bit, but there's such thing as knowing too much competence is confidence, but in a way knowing too much could disenchant your experience in life. So I guess to put that into one line, it's like knowing too much can disenchant your experience in life. I, that That's what I'll make. second lesson and by that i mean like once you understand something it becomes like less fun for example once you uh once you grow up and you realize how things are things don't seem as uh as like magical anymore once you realize like everything this is what i've learned from having like my own small business and whatnot it's like once you see like the business aspect of everything everything just becomes like f- like fucked up what starts as like oh this person is like helping another person by like giving a medicine and like having medicine ready for them and then you realize oh they're getting them hooked on this medicine so they keep coming back to them and they're not solving they're solving their symptoms but not like their actual like ailment or they're not like healing them permanently they're just keeping them wounded, but healing the symptoms so that they keep coming back to get the medicine It's big pharma bullshit. And so it's like people just at the end of the day, like most people just want more money and they want more money, not because they need more money, but they want more money than the people in their like social group, I guess because being second place to someone sucks so they'll be like oh i need i'll get an like a ridiculous amount of money so i don't have to feel like i'm in second place to this person and it's a weird thing and once you start seeing that around and like you go through life seeing that shit it be it makes it like a lot less fun and it's also like let's say you watch like a TV show and a TV show from like your childhood and you really enjoyed that TV show as a kid. And then you watch it when you're older and you you realize like, oh, this was just like a, they they were just putting out bullshit just to like keep us, keep us engaged so they could play commercials in between and so that they can money make money off of like commercials like a piece of that could be genuine like oh this is their creative outlet and they wanted to give lessons to kids um but they also you know want to make fuck tons of money and once you're aware of that you become hyper aware of that within yourself cuz I'm like I have a small business and I want to make money from that small business so I can grow that business and do the things that I want with it and I find myself trying not to fall victim to greed because it's still very hard for me to like I have my clothing brand um damage apparel and I still find it hard not to like when I'm close to someone to just be like oh no you can just have it (laughs) like no you got to sell it so you can grow the business and like for me I'm just like but they're like they're my they're my boy like I want to hook them up with this but you can't like think like that if you want to survive as like an entrepreneur which is the funniest thing. And it's also like uh, if you discover some like childhood trauma of yours and you you went your whole life like not knowing that trauma and then all of a sudden you know it and then you look back at your life and you're like, damn, that's why that happened. Or like, this is why this was like that. Or that's why I'm like this. And you're like, well, shit, if I didn't know this, then like me knowing this doesn't change anything. (laughs) Like me knowing... Certain things about my trauma, like, in a way, it I was, like, healed from it before, and then knowing about it, like, unearthed some shit that wouldn't have been unearthed unless I, like, became aware of it, you know, if that makes sense. I I probably sound like a fucking crazy person, but, yeah, just, there's a part of me that is naturally very curious, and so I seek things out and then when i find some shit out i'm like i didn't need to know that and i've been much more aware and much more conscious of knowing which things i need to know and which things i don't need to know like christian is very he he's vocalized that about like relationships about like oh no you're, you're like people's past and stuff like that like you don't always need to know all the details and things like that and it's the same when you like look at yourself sometimes. You're like, sometimes I don't need to know every little thing because to a point, knowing every little thing doesn't really serve you, you know, because you're not going back there. What's that fucking quote? There's a reason why the windshield is bigger than the rear view mirror. I think that's how the quote goes. That's a fucking banger quote. I think Aristotle said that. Shout out Aristotle if you're watching. Uh, oh, here's a here's a good one. It's This is one that I've... Uh, Gone from Modern Wisdom. Shout out those who listen to Modern Wisdom. That's my shit. So I put Soyo on that. Now I have someone to like nerd out about this shit, because no one, no one my age or even like, like even like a couple years older than me, can have this conversation with me. And it's only Soyo I could talk to like, talk to about these things. So I miss that motherfucker. He's been gone for two fucking months. I can't wait until he gets back. And then christian's also leaving uh well he's gonna come back pretty like much sooner but that more needs to come back so third lesson getting things is fun having things isn't as fun and i found that to be like so true i talked to my cousin about this like imagine imagine you're playing a video game right the best video games were ones that kept you engaged the whole time and gave you like a challenge and obstacles to work through that weren't always easy but you kept like grinding and pushing to overcome those obstacles and that's what made it fun you know what isn't fun is when you go into a video game you enter a fuck ton of cheat codes and you get like a bunch Of just like unnecessary stuff you unlock everything in the game you have unlimited money unlimited cars unlimited whatever all the moves you have unlocked you can defeat any enemy and then like 10 minutes later you're like well this is fucking boring like there's no like there's no challenge for me like everything is just easy everything is just handed to me you know there's nothing for me to do because i can do everything and the fun part Is getting things that are hard to get. And so this is like a kind of long-winded way to say, like, it's not the destination, it's the journey. And it's not just the journey. It's the company that you take with you on the journey, whatever the, you know, corny cliche shit is. And so it is very true, as cliche as it is. It's really about experiencing the journey on the way to where you want to be. Like, imagine... In Pokemon, when... Imagine if you started a Pokemon game. Shout out to all my Pokemon players there that that are out there. Imagine you started a Pokemon game, right? And you went in with a Squirtle that was like level 100. And you just murked every single trainer and gym leader in the game. Even that stupid fucking Garchomp at the end of Diamond and Pearl. I have motherfucking... Cynthia with her Garchomp that just spams Earthquake and always goes first because that bitch is fast for no reason. Fuck Garchomp, man. It is finally time for Alan to get his redemption. Let's go Alan. You better not get fucking rocked. Are you fucking (laughs) kidding me? Fuck Garchomp. Knocks out your Dialga in one hit. A Dialga? A supposed, like, legendary Pokemon, it's like a dragon that controls time, and it one-shots it with an earthquake. The fuck is that shit? And so, imagine you just run through the whole game in, like, ten minutes. You'll be like, this is a shitty game. But what makes Pokemon fun is, like, leveling up with your Pokemon, like, strategizing to overcome obstacles. Like, if there's a certain Pokemon that, that's fucking up your whole team, you gotta be like, damn, I gotta catch this Pokemon so I can counter this Charizard that knows Thunderbolt for whatever fucking reason. Um, or, you know, uh, I'm, I'm just like this much closer to winning. I just need to level up my Pokemon a little bit more. And then you level up your Pokemon, you finally win, and you get all that stupid money from those kids that you'd be beating the fuck out of in the in the game. And then, you know, you form, like, a weird, like, bond with these Pokemon. You craft, like, a story. You're like, oh, I love I love my Empoleon because when I was fighting Garchomp, he thugged it out and had that one HP and then took took out their Garchomp with, like, a Hydro Pump. And you're like, fuck yeah. I love this Pokemon more than the other ones. It's fucking useless Dialga piece of shit. All right. Oh, oh. Oh, yes. Fuck him up. Let's fucking go. Yes. Holy shit, I'm going to nut myself. And so I think it really is like getting things. That's fun. And I got to remind myself that when I be going through it, with my businesses when business is slow or like I'm frustrated and I'm like, I'm not where I want to fucking be. But I got to recognize that if I was, it would be fucking boring. (laughs) Like I thought about if like, if I had like 10K in my bank account, which is, you know, way, way, way more than I actually do. If I had 10K in the bank account and like I was set, I... Obviously, I would find something to do with it, but I don't think I would be happier than where I am now. Oh, maybe I would be, (laughs) because I could, you know, pay for, like, my friends and shit. See? It's about that, that company. Imagine being rich and just being by yourself. That shit is boring. Being rich and by yourself. Like, imagine just going fishing by yourself. You know what? That doesn't sound bad either. Fuck it. You know what I mean. But, yeah, it's the getting things is fun having things isn't as fun like when I got my car the first three months I first got my car I'm like this is fucking sick I love this thing I don't have to <laughs> I can actually honk my horn and have AC at the same time my first car did uh the horn couldn't work because I had to move the fuse out of the horn part of the fuse box and put it in the AC part so I can get AC um, I can see out the windows without it being blurry because the tint isn't like old as shit and then after like six months you're like okay and now i'm used to having a car it's not as it's not as cool as it was before all right and then my last two i'm gonna make them based off of like what i've learned from christian and soil so fourth lesson that i've learned from christian is that there's a difference between i guess uh let me reword that I'll, ju- I'll just say this like how it how it is in my mind so i feel like christian is very courageous and i feel like my definition of courageous um has been influenced by him just by seeing how his life has unfolded for like the last three ish months and it really it comes from the aspect of vulnerability There's a difference between being, like, courageous from being, like, naive and just, like, not knowing any better. Like, walking, like, incompetently into some situation and you're only really courageous because you don't know any better. And you're like, well, we'll see what happens. And then there's a type of courage that's very deliberate. By that I mean being courageous – about like being vulnerable. I think Christian is the best at being vulnerable at very like scary points in his life. And by that, I mean like when you get hurt by someone and people have hurt you in the past, it takes a lot of courage to not like harden your heart or turn your heart cold. And that's something that Christian has never He's never fallen victim to that because he's always had that courage to be like you know i've been hurt in the past but i'm still going to have that faith that my choices will turn out well for me and there's a difference between that and like not knowing any better and i think just like the bottom line is like being vulnerable after getting hurt takes a lot of courage. And so that's like something that I've learned about Christian. And that's something that I've struggled with in the past. You know, I've gotten hurt plenty of times and it made me into a very like cold person. But learning how to still be optimistic about life and still learn the lessons that you need to learn without being so pessimistic about life i think that that's what i'm trying to take from that is like it takes a it's scary but you're not going to get anywhere in life if you live in fear of something if you live in the fear of like getting hurt and so it takes courage to do that and that's a choice that you have to make that's like it's really hard it's really hard to do that but if you make that choice, I feel like in the end, things will work out for you. Because if you choose to close your heart off from anyone, then that takes away the chance of like you getting better. Or that takes away the chance of like you actually finding someone that's worth your love. And I think there's another good quote that I heard that... If you're someone that is that loves very deeply and you feel like that doesn't get reciprocated very often, um, be your own proof that the love that you seek out exists. And to like elaborate on that, it's like you're probably looking for someone to love you in this certain way where it's very genuine and you're willing to work through things with them and it's very wholesome and you're not trying to make this a transactional thing and you just want to grow and learn and experience life with them. If that love like lives inside you, that's proof that it exists. And I guess that's what I mean by that. So it takes courage to be vulnerable after you've been hurt and courage is a choice. I don't know why I went full like fucking Illuminati there with my fingers be fucked up if i forgot to start recording this i think now you know we're good all right and then the last one um is, is about soyo actually and it's that you don't need to be the loudest person in the room in order to have presence in it like soyo is very much like the like the strong silent type where he doesn't really speak to fill fill the room with air or like fill the air with words he speaks when he feels like there's something worth saying and i feel like i feel like he doesn't really notice this but whenever he does speak or whenever he enters a room he does have that kind of presence that he brings with him he feels like i feel like he feels like he's like a fly on the wall where he's kind of just like chilled like kind of in the background but you can feel soyas presence when he enters a room and you can you want to listen to him when he says things and I think that that speaks volumes to like where we're. Let me reword that. It just says a lot about people who try and control the room by like being the loudest or saying the most things. Sometimes it's more, you get noticed more if you say less. <laughs> say less. But. Yeah, your presence can be felt even if you are quiet. It's, I think it's what I'm getting to. Hopefully, like, these... Because these all make sense in my head. I hope it's not one of those things where, like... I think these all make sense, but all of you people out there are just like, what the fuck is he talking about? Just skip to the... I, I do the timestamps on this, so just skip to where it says, like, um, better part of the video. I think I skipped the the timestamps last week. It takes fucking forever to do the, fi- the timestamps, Okay. And I'm doing the clips. I'm going through it right now. <laughs> this is just therapy. All right. All right, here's five things that I've learned through dating apps. Shit. So I don't use Tinder. The only dating app I really used was Hinge, uh, because Hinge is like a relationship dating app. I'm My uh, impression of Tinder is that like it's just to fuck. And it's just like, oh, would I fuck this person? Yes, no. I don't. I don't really know. But my when I went into dating, it was around like December ish when I felt like I was ready to start dating again because I had just gotten out of like my long term relationship and I needed time to heal. So I took like a year to just be by myself and be single and learn how to be comfortable being single again. And so. Once I got back onto dating apps, it is a very, like, weird thing once you think about it because it's, like, it's a weird game of, like, wanting to seem, like, not as invested as, like, the other person. It's really odd. It's really, like, weird part in humanity where, like you would never meet this person like out in the wild, but you're going out of your way to meet them on the premise that like you might have a romantic connection. It's very odd. So yeah, let's, let's get into these five things I've learned through hinge or dating apps. The vibe over in text and in person are completely different. So, you know, you, you match with someone and you start talking to them. And things are going well over text. Maybe they're like a really good texter. They text back fast. Um, they get your jokes. They're sending a lot of laughing emojis. The fucking the skull and bones emojis. That's how you know it's going well. And you know you ask them questions about themselves. Like, what's your what's your attachment style? What's your love language? You know, are you family oriented? Um, so when I was on, or I kind of still am on dating apps. Not not really as much now, but I was going into it wanting to date like go on dates with people i'm like i'm not the hookup type of person so i made it very clear like i'm on there to date and see like what i want in a relationship that's like the answer i would give when people are like oh what are you looking for i'm like i'm looking to go on dates and date because i don't really know who i am um in a relationship anymore because it's been so long and so i went into it thinking i'm i want to date people plus like you kinda of forget how to date people after you've been in a long term relationship. Cause I was I remember I was asking very like deep questions like right away. I'm like, oh fuck, I gotta do the small talk first. <laughs> I wanted to get right into the fucking trauma, and they're just like, um, so what did uh what did you do today? I'm like, um, I what I do every day. So like, what is like the most like hurtful thing that anyone's ever said to you? <laughs> like I th- that that was me. Um coming out the gate strong, and that's really intimidating to some people. <laughs> Some people were into it. Some people were like fuck yeah, let's skip the small talk. But uh, one thing I've learned about small talk is it's kind of like a, it's kind of like dipping your toes in the water and seeing if like this person's normal or not. <laughs> and uh, sometimes small talk is necessary just to make people feel comfortable. You know, um, I used to be like a big hater of small talk, but now I'm like okay, I think this is a, this is the necessary thing to make sure we're all like, you know, on the same page what the fuck was I saying? It was, um. let's see, let's see. Yeah, the vibe over text and in-person are completely different. So to get back on track, you could be texting this person It's going great and you're very compatible. They're like, oh, I want two, three kids. I want two boys, one girl. And you're like, oh my God, me too. And then, you know, you can be so compatible in person. You'd be like, oh, physically I like, you know, guys that aren't six foot, tattoos has a podcast and i'm like holy fuck dude you're describing me and then it could be so good over text you could be texting like for days and they're like oh i'm excited to to see you and then you go on a date and the vibe is completely different they 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 go from like bubbly and like expressive to just fucking yeah, um yeah it's like you really don't know if you're compatible with someone unless you are with them in person and you feel out the energy. It could take, like, a little bit to, like, get them to unravel and then you can be like, okay, now we're comfortable. It takes a couple dates, but sometimes they're just, like, completely different and, like, it throws you off. Like, I feel like I'm pretty much the same over text as I am in person. If you, if you, if I've texted you in person, you can let me know if I'm wrong, but I feel like I'm the same person. And then the other person, it's just like, it's a toss up on whether or not they're the person that you, the delusion that you've made in your head when texting them or not. So yeah, the vibe between like in person and in text is uh, is completely different. My next thing that I've learned from dating apps, voice memos are key. So I think that when you uh, when you start like texting someone, I think that you should definitely like try to stand out in a way, either be funny over text. Or you can send like a voice memo i think i like voice memos because it becomes like very it it humanizes them a little bit because it's easy to like ghost people and to like disregard them when they're just like texts on the screen but once you hear their voice it's like a it's like a different thing you're like oh this is a person like this is a existing person in like in the same world that i live in right now and so you once you send like voice memos then they send voice memos back or they don't and you get in your head about whether or not they got a fucked up voice or not, or, like, why they're not, um, <laughs> why they're not sending voice memos back. It's either one, they're, like, they're on Hinge because they're, like, at work and they're bored and they're, like, in public and they don't want to send voice memos. Or they got, like, a, like, they're insecure about their voice. Maybe they have a lisp and they got, like, breakthroughs and th- fit. Th- and, or maybe they're just, like, something about their voice that they're not, like, uh, not very secure quite yet and and if you're like if you're a guy that's getting on dating apps use um do, send the voice memos in the morning when your voice is like a little bit hotter and you don't sound as like annoying and then you're just like yeah I just woke up yeah you do that shit in the morning so voice memos are key if you want to like take it like the next step and then fucking here's another tip <laughs> now i'm just giving out tips phone call or FaceTime before you take them out on a date. Because if you can't vibe over FaceTime or over a phone call, you're not going to vibe in person. I'll just I'll just say that. Um, it has saved me a lot of dates or, like, a lot of, um yeah, it's saved me from going on dates I wouldn't have wanted to be on, just calling them first or, yeah, FaceTiming them. Also, it sucks when, like, they give you their number and you, uh, you go to text them, and the fucking, the bubble is, like, green, because I have an android, ah, ah, it's like a, it's like the suspense when I hit that shit, and it's like, okay, text this person, and it, and it's blue, I'm like, huh. thank, thank God, thank Allah for this shit, um, is cursing, is cursing Haram my fault, all right, and then, Next one, your date to match ratio is about 10%. Let's say you get like 10 matches. The odds that they even text back or want to go on like a date on you is like one in ten, like one of them, most of them, 90% of them, I'll say, are just like on there just to get like validation. And then also they're just like not on there to actually date. It's just like kind of like a, like a fun game that they play. And some of them are just like bad texters. (laughs) So they just don't, you send some and they just don't reply. And that's just the end of it. Um, But you know, one out of 10 times, actually, you know, I'll say like two to three out of 10 times you'll get a reply. Um, And then one out of 10, you actually like, connect with someone, connect with someone and get like a date out of it. If you know, you're not like a shitty text or whatever. And so like, I've gone on like a handful of dates and I've been on there for like, I've been on here for like a month. Yeah, like a month and I've gone on a handful of dates. Um, I've had like good experiences, but not any experiences that were like, oh wow, that was really, really crazy they were all like pretty good. Like I enjoyed myself, but you know, obviously if I had like a really stellar experience and I really hit it off with someone and things went well. You know what, one of them, one of them I really liked. But yeah. The date to match ratio is like one, I'll say 10%. 10% of your matches might turn into like a date. And then, you know, that out of the dates I haven't like I haven't gone on, like, second dates very often. Actually, I don't think I've gone on a second date. Usually because I cut it off there. Do I have commitment issues? Topic for another, uh, another episode. Um, tip number four or fourth thing that I've learned. Commit to a hug or a handshake when you go on a date. Don't make it weird and do, like, a weird, like, Ah, ah, like a cp3o type shit where you're like you don't really know what to do so you kind of do this awkward handshake hug thing commit to the hug or commit to a, like a handshake like before the date starts just have it in your head like i'm going to commit to a hug or i'm going to commit to a handshake i usually go hug um but commit to one of them because it's really awkward and it sets the it sets a weird tone on the date when you don't. Uh so you can either discuss that over text, like, oh what's what's your um what are you comfortable with when you're greeting with people? Or you know, just say fuck it and just pick one. But don't don't like don't fuck up the first interaction that way. But yeah. Commit to a handshake or a hug. Okay, this is the last one. If she doesn't smile in her pictures, she got fucked up teeth or she got braces, which is arguably the same thing. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I realized every single girl that I've, like, gone on a date with that didn't smile in her pictures had braces or she had fucked up teeth and um, just didn't talk about it, didn't say anything, didn't uh, obviously, you know, that's why I say FaceTime, FaceTime them, because uh, a person's smile could be a deal breaker for you if uh, if you're really like a face person. And I really am a face person. I did learn a lot about like my type. I realized like I don't really have a physical type at all. Like I've, I've been attracted to so many like different people. I'm starting to think I'm a demisexual, which is like, you can only have like a, a sexual connection with someone if you're like emotionally invested. Because out of all the dates I've gone on, like I've never like, I've never felt comfortable like. Like, sexually right away. Because I'm like, I don't fucking know you. You're a stranger. Like, fucking a stranger is wild to me. Like, that's like a... Like, does that not, like, terrify people? Because it's like, this is a stranger. But enough about enough about that. Um, yeah, I just... Uh, I'm not someone who uh, likes to be sexual, like, up front or, like, right away. Just cause I feel like it's uh, it comes off like kind of desperate too, if you're like that, and it's like, for me dating, I, I like I don't need a partner. It's just like I would like for someone to do things with, and to like experience life with, grow with all that all that bullshit. Um, but it's not like I need that, you know. Like I I know how to take care of myself. Um, outside of that, I guess that's another thing that i kind of learned is like there's more to life than just like your relationship or your love life i feel like people's it is really important because it could be a really fulfilling thing but it's not like it's not like everything like there's still so much like other shit that you do in life besides be with like your romantic partner like there's so much other like forms of love you can experience besides romantic like there's You know, platonic love, you know, there's love for fucking food, hobbies, Um, familial love. I don't even know if familial is a word, but I just used it and it kind of like fit. Um, You know, there's self-love, learning how to love yourself. It took me a really long time. Like when I was like a teenager, I fucking hated the person I was. And like viscerally, like I would write down like all the shit that I hate about myself. And just sit there and just hate myself. Like look in the mirror and just be like, fuck you. <laughs> it was really unhealthy. And that it took like a long time. Cause I uh I, I didn't really I wasn't close with like anyone that could like guide me through that and tell me like what I needed to hear. And so I had to like stumble through like a lot of a lot of things to figure out like if you wanna be if you want to love yourself, you have to become someone that you would love, you know? And it took me years to get to like that part or to that point where you do love yourself, like unconditionally. Obviously there's times where like I argue with myself and I'm like, okay, why didn't you do this? But it's never like malicious like it was before. It was, it's more of like a, like a group huddle. Like, let's figure out, like, let's figure out what the fuck happened and let's try to move on in like a way that makes sense. It's never like a what the fuck is wrong with you type type deal like how it used to be. Now it's like when I see myself it's like a group effort. Like okay, we fucked that shit up, but you know, we're still good. We'll we'll make it. Um <laughs> you can't help but laugh at things. And so the key to self-love is becoming someone that you would love and talking to yourself in a way like you would someone that you do love like you would never tell like your mom like hey shut the fuck up what's wrong with you. No, you'd be like, you know, you know, things happen. You'd be patient. You'd take the necessary steps to like heal and be like, okay, let's get back on that fucking horse and let's let's do this. I don't know why I used that analogy. I've never been on a horse. All right. So, that was um five things I learned through dating apps. The vibe over text and in person are completely different. Voice memos are key. The date to match ratio is about 10% or one out of 10 and then commit to a hug or a handshake. And then if she doesn't smile in her pictures, her teeth are fucked up (laughs) or she got braces, which is, you know, fine. Um, But just, just let that be known. Uh, Cause if a girl got like a good smile, she's smiling the fuck out of those pictures. I don't think I used that verb right, but all right, let's get into this fucking reaction time. I'm kind of vibing by myself right now. This is kind of weird. All right, this is a new segment that I'm going to try out. Don't know if it's going to fucking work. Um, I'm just going to be reacting live to a video. Um, I'm thinking of doing like a David Alvarez video, or uh, I'm going to just go on the cut and just find some good shit. Um, but hopefully this fucking works. Uh, let's see. Switching over to the reaction cam. Actually, let me pick some video first. Uh, let's do Truth or Drink with Bobby Lee and Kalila. Oh, I love Bobby Lee. Every every day for a summer. Bobby Lee, I think. Um, if you guys don't know who Bobby Lee is and Kalila, they do. Uh, I think the Tiger Belly podcast. Fuck yeah, let's go. Okay, it's buffering. I'm kind of worried. All right, let's. Let's see. Hopefully this works. Are you crying?
1: A little bit. <laughs> you guys are horrible. What kind of show is this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is kind of sick. I feel like Cody I'm Co. Karayla. right now.
1: I co-host a podcast with Bobby Lee called Tiger Belly. He is my best friend. Yeah. And okay, he also right. used to eat my pussy.
0: Okay, that, that's that's pretty aggressive right away. That's pretty aggressive.
2: Muchos gracias. <laughs>
0: What does that mean? isn't um isn't she like i thought she was filipina what she's not fucking spanish eh, it's same shit all right we're gonna start the game so we're here to play truth or drink if you don't want to answer wait they broke up i just realized that that, that wait that means that they broke up why the fuck did they break up how could they break up how you know
1: the question we're gonna do ginger shots because you're sober and not drinking. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and start the first question.
0: Oh, yeah, congrats to Bobby for being Bobby and Kalilo for being sober. We break up
1: already. That's the first question. All right, it's we, just, we start hot, you know. Um, uh,
0: right.
1: oh, he just farted.
0: <laughs> what the fu- <laughs> wait, wait, I, I thought I was tripping. Did he just bust ass. Why did he bust ass and like look confused about it?
1: Already, that's the first question. Uh, you we we start hot, you know. Um.
0: Right. Look, he, he just farted. <laughs> Look at that! He he busted ass and he pretended. like, He's like, what the? F-?
1: Many reasons, but that's a high school move, right there. we nailed the friendship, but we lost the romance. What do no? you think?
0: Damn. Let this let this be a lesson. Fucking sometimes. Sometimes your connection with someone is better as friends, it's better, your connection with someone is better as friends than it is like romantically. Cause I, you know, I feel like I've experienced that at one point where it's like, ah, I think we were better as just like, just being friends and just having friendly banter. You feel
1: the same?
2: You know, I'll just say, can I just say something? I love Harvey's. Okay. You know the roast beef sandwich? (laughs) I'm not going to say that your vagina oh, you looks not. like Arby's. Is that, is that what you think your mind's yeah. going No, 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 no. Okay, that's okay. not where I'm going. After 10 years of eating Arby's, you know what I mean? And what, what, what was that like? Korean barbecue? Yeah. Like the <laughs> and
1: then you're, you're like, one yeah. day, you're like, I want Italian. I could have stayed with Korean barbecue. Really? Yeah. But She's a wanted-
0: fucking G for that. I feel, okay. I feel like, let's say you go to Arby's and it's like the best the best food you can get and you know it's like the best food you can get like i guess i guess i can see his perspective of like uh but i don't know i feel like if you really like arby's and you're just like yeah i know this is the best like why would i why would i downgrade and go fucking get like a McSpicy, spicy a spicy mc chicken you know i don't I don't know maybe that's just me
1: and outside of arby's
2: yeah i wanted to switch it up a little bit you know what i mean is that a terrible way to say it but it's the I truth. think you should have been I mean, honest you know, about is. it. You know, I think we cut around all these things about, like, you know, we, we weren't intimate or communication, and, you know what I mean? We should have done this and that. It's At the end of the day, let's get down to the point. You know what I mean? I just wanted to see a different thing.
0: Okay. At least he's upfront about it.
2: But I love Arby's still. It's still my favorite sandwich.
1: Thank you. Next one. Is it my turn? Okay. What sex advice do you have for me, and how could I improve? Hit
2: me. I can yeah, yeah. It. I, I, can I say? You're too professional. You're too professional.
0: In Wait, isn't that way? a good thing? It's just like
2: shit you see in the movies. You know what I mean? Like, even just, you know what I mean? Just even the turnaround locking eyes. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, a little shit. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, it's too prone. I want, a little, I want a little, like, a little, like, you know, a deer. You know what I mean? On the eyes. I want somebody that's okay. struggling. I think,
0: I think I know what he's trying to say. He's saying it, like, all fucked up. But I think, I think what he's looking for is, like, he wants, like, a little bit more innocence but he's saying it all weird. He's, and he just said he wanted to fuck a deer, but I think that's what he means is like, he wants more innocence than like the fucking, the porn star shit, which I, I feel like I, I get that.
2: a bit. You know what I mean? Because even, because I'm not professional. Like I want to be able to be scared and, and fumble around. I think you're too proud.
1: Well, you know, upsides of being a hoe in my day. Yeah. I get shit done. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, damn, it's
2: too good. Do your best impression of my old face.
1: Your old face is very standard. I I can maybe do the sound better than I can the face. Let's hear it. Yeah. What
0: Yours the it? fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's rude.
1: Oh, I know the answer to this. How quickly did you hook up with someone after we broke up?
0: A year? Bro, bro who's you know, not, not not to be like offensive, but it can is Bobby Lee really pulling?
1: A year, you hit the ground running.
0: No, a year.
1: No, but didn't you go to that strip club in like at noon? Did you go to a strip club at noon? Yeah,
2: yeah, but that was a hand job. That's not
0: cheating, not- bro. What? Wait, yeah, what are the, wait. They're not even talking about cheating. Ask me about cheating. Oh, what is what the question? What was the question? What was the question? You can it? tell they still fucking. They have like the chemistry, and like they still have like the connection is there.
1: And yourself. Uh,
0: wait, wait. wait. Like, the fact that she can just, like, talk about this and not be, like, emotionally, like, overwhelmed by it is kind of crazy.
1: Hey, my name is Kaylin. I'm a producer at Fuck Cut. You, if you- day of you, life, I hope not. I don't <laughs> think rude. so, because I feel like you're family to me at this point. <laughs>
2: that so rude.
1: That would be the saddest day of my life. I hope not. I don't think so, because I feel like you're family to me at this point. And not even more than family. I think, like, have you ever seen those anglerfish? Anglerfish fish are like these deep water fish, but eventually the male, after having sex, fuses himself to the female and becomes like a lifelong appendage. Uh, and I feel as though <laughs> you are my lifelong appendage. I can never let go of you. That's
0: a really funny, what like, things? analogy.
1: I think. Uh, what about you?
0: No, I mean, it's like getting rid
2: of half of myself or something. Yeah, but you know, what I realized is that I'm not gonna marry anybody. Why not? It sounds dreadful to me. I, I I looked at my parents I go how oh, miserable they
0: just stuck You know what this this like this kind of gives me the impression that these are just like two people with like a lot of trauma and like a really like fucked up like childhoods it, it's two very troubled people that found a connection together but that trauma that they have <clears throat> is kind of it's their point of like relation like that's how they can connect so well because they can relate to each other but at the same time it's like what's preventing them from like being together all the way you know because they're still fucked up and they still have to work through their shit i don't know maybe i'm looking too much into it but that's what it reads to what it reads like to me it's like they're just both very two troubled two very troubled people trying to love each other
2: Fucking this thing, this this contract, and they do the same things every day. No, it's not that. It's Because he it
0: sounds like he just doesn't want what his parents have.
2: Uh-huh. It's just that I don't want to be in a thing.
0: He got commis- I never commitment issues.
2: To be in a thing. Okay. How Let's sexy see. do you think my naked body is rated on scale from 1 to 10?
1: None of these drinks will get drank. I think on a scale of one to ten, your body is, as John Mayer would say, an absolute wonderland. So I give it a ten.
0: What? I it's genuinely pure insanity. the first
1: time I saw Listen, you naked. Be it, honest though. I am being honest. Be honest. Be honest. The belly is my favorite part. I love your short T-Rex arms. I love that you have weird, like what? sporadic hair distribution.
0: Okay, it sounds like she's roasting him, but I don't think that she is. Like, I don't think that she means to. If you look at, like, the conviction in her eyes.
1: Everything about you is perfect. Aw. I've always been obsessed with your body.
0: What the fuck, dude? No one's ever talked about my body that way. Your body is perfect. I'm obsessed with your body. Bruh. My body looks basically like Bobby Lee's. No one's ever said that to me before. What the fuck?
1: That's that's just the truth. Thank you.
2: Mm-hmm. Thank you.
1: Tell her how you feel about hers. You're too <laughs> hot. Titty too hot.
2: Not, no, from here to here, oh. right? It's the hottest that I've ever seen.
1: The hottest half torso you've ever seen?
2: Yeah, from like from here down to your knee.
1: Thank you.
2: Yeah. It discount up above, but <laughs> 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 that's
0: so fun.
1: <laughs> did I take my answer back? You said,
0: do you probably do neck out the up you're discounted.
1: Plan. Okay, let's start with a- with a fungus balls. Boogers,
0: uh, no, what the, Okay, that. I've heard- I've heard a couple of his, like, fucking gross things on his podcast. I don't- Please, can I, I tell that? i like, I don't like hearing this shit. Come on. No, 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 please. please. No, 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 fungus balls. Foot
1: shavings. No foot shavings.
0: No
2: foot what shavings. Please,
1: please. Booger menagerie? That's fine. He oh, just had an art installation of boogers. It's so
0: fucking gross. Yeah. But I really... I'm sorry,
2: I mean, have you ever looked underneath a student's desk at a school? Oh. there's a menagerie of boogers.
0: but It's beautiful. That's so fucking gross. Oh, How are you? Beautiful.
2: <laughs> Clear, yellow, sometimes a little red streak. Dude, I can't.
0: I can't I do I that. I can't do right this. Very that's so fucking gross.
1: Is in your apartment? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Bedroom. Bedroom. I don't like that. I'm not going to do this one. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, you want to just take a shot? Does his mic pick that up? Yeah. Is he
0: just... Why is he... Why is he busting ass and like acting like he didn't just bust ass? <laughs> this is a funny frame. He's like busting ass like it's someone like coughing. He's just like, oh, yep. Damn. Oh
2: yeah. That ginger is terrible. It's like... It's too ginger. How do I rank in the bedroom compared to all of your other lovers?
1: Can I tell you one thing that I think you should be really proud of? You're the only person that has made me come from anal. The only person. <laughs> Why does he
2: look yeah, so disappointed? I Congratulations, I don't he really wanted him to say.
1: C- to you, that was a compliment to you. I didn't wanna be there. Why, back there?
2: I don't like being back there. No, cause
1: there. you had said you'd never done it before and I was like, you have to try it at least once. He hated it.
2: Yeah, it's forbidden.
1: That's see if you ask the next question. That's a very are we not doing well? I mean, intimate intimate no, no, thing to just, oh, just well, what say.
2: What's wrong with me? Yeah, go ahead. Be honest.
1: When I first met you, I thought he is so fucking broken like me that I instantly I just knew we would be friends forever. So all the things that I'm going to say are wrong with you are wrong with me as well, which is we both come from a very traumatized household. Oh. So we can be very chaotic people. yeah
0: that's like that's kind of the vibe that i got that they were just both like very traumatized people and they're just like trying to they're just it's like the epitome of like a trauma bond it's like what they got
1: you're the tasmanian devil yeah oh go ahead did you ever see yourself marrying me yes damn that's
0: a- this is this is getting this is getting emotional real quick i must marry you but I- also, um, it could have been dreadful.
2: I mean, there was always, like, in my gut, I was like, I'm going to marry Kalila. Oh, shit, she's, she's crying. Oh, shit, she's, she's crying. I'm going
0: to cry.
1: <laughs> you guys are horrible.
2: What kind of show is this? <laughs> what I love about you, right, is, is that you know, you're hot, you're smart, you're very empathetic to the world, but you're also cool, you know shit. I'm just saying, you have all of that. Thank you. Yeah. I just didn't want to fuck you anymore.
1: <laughs> it's so fucking true, though. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: It's so true. So Thank true. you for saying that. I, just... I wish that you had said that when you felt it. Yeah. Because Bruh. then it would have
0: saved Is it is it me or she, like, is she taking that, like, really well? Why didn't you tell me that you just want to fuck other people? Like, I feel like that she's taking it way too well. <laughs> Kudos to her though.
1: The, the last that she can take the honesty why like that. We weren't fucking. If you'd just be like, I don't, I want new pussy, Kalila. I would have been like, I get that.
0: It's all I about communication.
1: That. Do you think there would ever be a chance of us getting back together? Yeah. That was too fast.
2: I think so. Because you know, for me, um, I'm doing a little test.
1: You know what he said to me? Yeah. He said after he gets through a hundred girls, then. We can get back together.
2: <laughs> because I feel like 100, I'd be like, you know, I did it all, dude. Like, you know what I mean? In the air, you got it underground. The you know.
1: So after all that, you're coming back to Arby's. Yeah. What
0: number do you think you're at?
2: I, I don't air it, but I'm going to stay like this. I'm only at eight. <laughs> Eight? how was
1: this experience how's playing truth to drink that was super cathartic for me because some of those questions i don't think we've ever really had a chance to face to face ask yeah. each other so i think that was positive <sighs> i it love like you shit,
2: <laughs>
0: do you have anything you want to plug or promote
1: go watch tiger belly
2: yeah just tiger belly.
0: damn damn that was a, that was kind of fun i want to do that with like other people um but yeah that was uh the reaction segment of the podcast uh Thanks for listening to a whole fucking hour of just me rambling. Damn, it was really an hour. Well, remember to like and, you know, all the bullshit that we say at the end. Uh, do all that. Um, Soya and Christian should be back next week. I'm excited to see Soyo, Um, and Christian, of course, but I'm excited to hear Soya's stories that he brings back. Um, and then maybe Christian will bring back some stories from Florida. I don't know what he's up to over there, but hopefully we'll have the whole cast back maybe some guests Um, let me know down in the comments I want you guys to comment more it's just Pete Peter down there Um, let me know like what topics you guys want to hear about like dating about whatever just anything any kind of feedback Um, I would love we would love to to see your feedback Um, But yeah we'll have everyone back next week hopefully it's not just me. It was kind of fun, though. It was kind of fun. It just, I kind of got into it after a little bit. But, yeah, I'll see you. We'll see you next week. It's just me. I'll see you guys next week. Um, hope you guys have a good, good week before the next episode. All right, peace. Bye.